Welcome to the Nino's Corner Podcast. This is beautiful. What is that, Velvet? Hosted by Nick, Nino's Corner Battle. Damn right. What's up, peeps? Nick Battle, a.k.a. Nino's Corner, man. First off, if you like this content that's coming your way, go hit that subscribe button. Uh, means a lot. Um, hit that bell, get all my notifications, uh, comment, like on all the videos. And also, guys, if you're listening to this on the podcast, go uh, give me a comment, a like on all the podcasts. Also, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google you know, Podcasts, you know, Stitcher Breaker, what have you. But today, we're going to talk about last night's game. We're going to do a post-game analysis of the Texas versus Arkansas game. Um, it's just uh, going to be a very tough, uh, you know, uh, you know, podcast today, but first off, let's just go into the numbers folks. Let's just go into the NCA, just, just the, the actual Nino's corner number. And I want to talk first off about Bijan Robinson. So, um, drastic change from last week when it comes to his play, every time Bijan got the ball it was like two or three people were in his face. And that was very surprising because Arkansas was running a base three man line pretty much the entire game and uh, they were able to get pressure in the backfield to, to either get to Bijan or sack the quarterback or put pressure on the quarterback, what have you. Um, but the NCN rushing, the average NCN rushing for uh, the NCAA is around 40 points. Uh, Bijan, you know, kind of shockingly got a 55.53. And I think that's more because he got a touchdown in the game and he had a ton of, he had a ton of successful plays. He had nine, successful plays in this game only had 19 carries so his metric for successful play per attempt guys was actually pretty high at like 47 percent last week he had nine also but he had 20 carries so he was very successful i wouldn't say very successful but you know he was successful in the fact that he was marching towards getting a first down or a touchdown uh almost half the percent of the time and so guys when i talk about plays that are successful in nature it is you're getting at least half the yardage needed on first down um you're getting at least 70 percent of the yardage needed on second down and you're getting all the yardage on third down or fourth down so if you are able to do those that is a successful play and if you and if you do that for the entire drive you know you have a great drive that is successful every first down to lead to a touchdown. So that's how you define what an SP is. SP equals successful play. So he had nine successful plays, only one, only one explosive play, which is what Bijan is known for, right? Bijan is known to, you know, uh, take a five yard run and make it 20 yards. So last week he had two. Uh, yeah, he had two plays that were explosive, which are plays uh, that are 15 yards or more. This week, only one. So his explosive play per attempt uh, dropped down from 10% last week to 5% this week. Um, you know, so you you definitely want that around, uh, let's say, the 10 to 15% range. Um, but uh, you want your, you know, your, your SPs, which are your actual um, successful plays. You want those around 50% of the time. So he was close to that at... 47%. No fumbles this week. Um, he actually had one target, one reception, guys, uh, you know, just for four yards. So, and it was uh, a play that was a pass that was actually behind the line of scrimmage. Um, and so he actually got six yards of yak on that. But my thing with Bijan is uh, Texas could not find a way to get Bijan um, in the in the matchup that was necessary to, to take advantage of his skills. 
Um, we didn't see a lot of him and Keelan Robinson on the field. I thought that was going to happen because both can play wide receiver pretty well. They can play in the slot. Um, we did see Bijan line up on the outside a couple times playing as a wide receiver in a five wide. Um, but Texas didn't do a, a great job at all, I don't think, of getting Bijan the the best touches when it comes to quality. We need quality touches, right? So he didn't get the best quality touches. He got touches, but not quality touches. You got to, uh, you know, just expand on those matchups and get matchups that are actually favorable for you. And I don't think Texas did that. On that fourth and one, this was one of the calls, fourth and one, uh, card goes under center, and we all knew who's getting the balls. Bijan, Arkansas knew it. Barry Odom knew it. Um, you know, everybody in the stadium knew who was getting the ball. Eerily reminded me of uh, 05 championship, uh, you know, Reggie Bush is on the sideline, Belindo White's there, and we know what's going to happen, right? Larry Dibbles actually gets, you know, some leverage, um, you know, uh, uh, gets in the backfield, and Lindo White doesn't get a first down, right, on that fourth down. Kind of reminded me the same thing here with Bijan. Lower stakes, lower stakes, but, you know, definitely kind of reminded me that everybody knew Bijan was getting the ball, and he got the ball, and he got a like a one-yard loss. So uh, Bijan was the primary runner here this game. Of course, he had 20 rushes, well, actually 19 rushes this game. We'll take a look at uh, Roshan. Roshan, um, when it comes to rushes, guys, uh, week two, uh, his NCN rushing has not been great so far this year. Um, last week, 24.76 against Louisiana. This week, 22.87 against Arkansas. But Roshan has has definitely uh, caught the ball well. So 67.43 NCN receiving. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, he had two catches, guys, I think, for, let's see, how many yards? Two catches, 15 yards, and both of those plays were for first downs, which was great. Um, and and also both of those plays were successful plays. So, you know, that's what you want. If you're going to catch the ball, you want to get first downs when you catch the ball. You want those plays to be successful. If you're getting first downs, they are successful plays. Um, but Rojo, one carry for three yards, man. Um, so got to get a little bit better with uh, Rojo. I guess he didn't, you know, he didn't have the, the opportunity to shine. Uh, Texas kind of shied away from – you know, from giving the ball to anybody outside of Bijan until the fourth quarter when they gave it to Keelan Robinson. And since we're talking about Keelan Robinson, let's go ahead and break it down to Keelan. You know, you know, so Keelan Robinson. Uh, let me see today. I uh, got Keelan Robinson here. Uh, for the year, guys, forty-three point seven. For some reason, my stats aren't pulling up for Keelan Robinson. And I'm going to pull him up here. All right, so Keelan Robinson, guys, um, six carries. Uh, nine yards, uh, 25.51, um, you know, um, NTN rushing, which is not that great. And, um, yeah, when you take a look at that, that's what it said, uh, 1.5 yards to carry. Um, so, you know, he did have one first down, so not the best either. Um, so when it comes to the running game, not the best at all. And that's primarily because Texas offensive line has not been really good. Um, they were not good against Louisiana. They were not good against Arkansas. No push, uh, uh, no no kind of protection. Um, just something that has to get fixed. So we got to start looking. Who is who is uh, you know Flood going to put in here? Is it going to be you know Carrick? Is it going to be uh, Tyler Johnson? Is it going to be Huffkin? Um, you know, is, is it going to be um, um, uh, Connor, you know, so there there are options there. There are young options. 
but we got to figure out something because that left side of the offensive line uh, was atrocious. And so it just is what it is. I think everybody saw it, um, you know, down from the left tackle to the left guard. You know, I like Jake Majors a lot at center, uh, but even he was overwhelmed. He's not the biggest of guys. So I guess Texas is only saving grace is that this Arkansas defensive line, probably the best uh, line that they're going to see this year. Uh, but it 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 begs, um, you know, the question that Texas, what does Texas have to do to get better? They're looking at trying to get to the SEC next year or the year after next. Probably 22 is what they're looking at. Um, but Texas has to get really stout on that offensive line and, and on that defensive line too, but we'll definitely get to that in a minute. Um, but that, that offensive line got abused. And, you know, let's just keep it honest. Arkansas is not one of the better teams, you know, in the SEC. Uh, well, they won four games last year. You know, they, they kind of continuously hover, you know, between the four to six win range. So you're looking at your average meal team in the SEC, an average team maybe even a below average team and they just manhandled Texas and they did it across the line. So um, you see uh, Texas needs to get stronger than line. They, they got to get a Devin Campbell. They got to get a Cam Dewberry. They've got to get folks um, of that ilk so that they can build up that offensive line. Um, they did a great job of getting Connor Robinson, a great job of getting Cole Hudson, um, but they need four or five more big bodies that are no kidding trench warriors to come here, especially if Texas is going to be in the SEC next year. If they're going to be in the SEC next year, this is going to spell problems. And I didn't think that it was going to be this bad. Uh, you know, I I thought that Texas was going to be in a position to to compete with Arkansas. I actually had them winning this game 34-24. Um, but, man, it was 40 to what? 40 to 21. And it honestly, probably should have been 47-21. Arkansas eased up off the gas in that last uh, drive. They could have not could have, they would have scored and, and it would have been 47-21. So like I said, Texas has to bolster that offensive line. They have to, um, you know, but neither here nor there. Let's talk about the wide receivers now. So, you know, so talking about the wide receivers, who's our guy wide receiver? Hudson, right? No, not Hudson, <laughs> Whittington, Jordan Whittington. You know, so Jordan Whittington is our guy. Um, he is our bell cow at the wide receiver position. Um, last week, he had an extended game last week, 86.8 points. Um, you know, when it comes to the, uh, the NCN this week, not so not so much, guys. Uh, Ten targets, uh, five receptions, um, 32 yards. I got one first down. Uh, so one first down out of five catches. Not good for a wide receiver. <laughs> not at all. Um, how many explosive plays? One explosive play, um, two successful plays out of his five catches, uh, but two successful plays out of, you know, out of his 10 targets. So you're looking at a guy with uh, – a twenty uh, a twenty percent uh, successful play per target rate, and he had fifteen yards after catch. So fifteen yards at the catch, uh, almost half his yards came off of um, yak, and he had two drops, guys. And so two drops, um, and and the drops per target, it was horrible, man. You know, so two drops, uh, drops per target, man. You know, so twenty percent, but drops per reception you're looking at a 40 percent drops per reception um so uh yeah but a 20 percent drops per target two drops is something that you don't need from your number one wide receiver um so like i said 19.96 uh you know ncn uh when it comes to the receiving side of the house which is more than 20 points below the ncaa average now i'm not gonna put all this on yeah i'm not gonna put all of it on jordan whittington that um 
that one pass that was thrown in the end zone by a Hudson card, uh, that, that should have been a touchdown. And, you know, a lot of folks are saying that Jordan, you know, like probably should have adjusted better to the ball or what have you. I look at it from both ends. Yes, he probably could have adjusted better to the ball. But also, Hudson Card needs a little bit of touch on his passes. I think if that ball has a little bit of touch, uh, it becomes a little bit more easier ball, you know, for Jordan Whittington to catch. Um, so um, Hudson has a horn. Arm talent is amazing. Um, but every ball doesn't have to be a laser. And that's kind of, uh, you know, what guys like Michael Vick had to learn. That's kind of what guys like Brett Favre had to learn. And Sanquin argued that, that they never learned it. They always – they were very quick with the ball, very fast, very laser-focused with the ball coming out of their hands. And sometimes touch is necessary to to have just a better catchable ball. And I think a little bit of touch on that ball, that ball would have been a touchdown. Um, but, of course, it wasn't a touchdown. It led to a field goal attempt that was that was missed wide right by Dicker the kicker. Um, and we'll talk about Dicker later. So next, if we're going to talk about – um, the wide receivers. Let's talk about Xavier Worthy. Xavier Worthy, week two. Uh, let me see. Two catches, four targets, 41 yards, two first downs, two explosive plays, um, two successful plays, and how much yak? He had 13 yards of yak. What do we like about Xavier Worthy? Um, he's fast. Um, he gets open. He had a ball uh, – Across the middle, he was wide open. Hudson Card overthrew him, or he threw it to the wrong shoulder. Um, but that was a touchdown if he could have gotten the ball. And Hudson Card, I think he had – that was one of the rare moments where he he actually had uh, some time to throw the ball. Um, so he missed Worthy. The, that would have been a touchdown if, if he could have gotten the ball. But Worthy's NCN for this week was 58.7. Um, so, you know, he's coming along. He's a freshman, though, guys. You know, so we can't expect – you know, freshman to carry this team, and we shouldn't expect freshmen to carry this team. And it's kind of what Texas has been dealing with here, you know, for years. Is that you know we always have this 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 uh, high flight freshman come in, and we want them to save the team. And that's not how good programs are run. Good programs are run when you have those freshmen come in, learn from an experienced person who's about to leave and go to the league, and then that freshman has learned from that you know said person. And now they're able to use their own skills, couple it with these guys that have went to the league, and now they are primed and ready to come in showtime, right? Texas hasn't done that. They haven't been able to do that. Um, and it's a lack of talent here in this team. Um, and you know what? I won't say lack of talent. It's more of a lack of, um, you know, just getting the players ready. Um, you know, uh, just a lack of building these guys up, um, you know, uh, so – Hopefully this new staff can do that. Uh, this is year one with with Sark. Um, we've went we've been through these growing pains with with uh, with Charlie Strong. We've been through these growing pains with Tom Herman, uh, and I think Texas fans are just tired of going through these growing pains. We want to see this team do great, and we think that they can be great with the right staff in place. What I do like about C. Sarkeesian, and I kind of you know I kind of go off the tangent here is he's even kill, he's even manner, he's mild mannered, um, but uh, you. You get the same Steve Sarkeesian win or loss, and that is refreshing. Um, doesn't blame the players, which is very refreshing as well. Um, he kind of took the onus, you know, you know, like last night and said that, hey, we didn't execute, we didn't coach the best. But, uh, yeah, we got to see. Time will tell. Time will tell. But we got to, you know, get those trench warriors first. That'll help out everything. But for that play against uh, Arkansas, Xavier Worthy was wide open, 
Hudson Card missed. I think he went over the right shoulder. He's probably expecting over the left shoulder. Um, next person on the list, we're going to talk about wide receivers, which, if I'm not mistaken, four guys got got catches or targets yesterday, and that's uh, Kevontae Dixon, uh, Josh Moore, um, Xavier Worthy, and Jordan Whittington. And so, if we take a look at we take a look at uh, Josh Moore. Uh, you guys remember that song? You know, like where in the world is Carmen San Diego? We need to figure out where in the world is Josh Moore. Uh, Josh Moore, man. Uh, you know, week uh, was it week two. Um, not the best of game, man. Uh, one target, no receptions. Um, basically a zero when it comes to the uh, the NCN. Um, and actually, with the way that the metric is, you know, his one target and no reception is like a negative three point, you know, a negative three point five nine. I'm just gonna say zero. Um, but man, he only has three. He only has three catches and only six targets for the whole season. Josh Morris was our most our most productive wideout last year, and he is basically third pecking order right now. And um, you kind of see what the problem is in Texas over the past has been. I, don't get me wrong, I like Josh Moore. Um, I do. I think he's a very explosive player. Um, very, uh, uh, you know, he can catch the ball pretty well, but he should not be your number one guy. And he was our number one guy last year. Um, you know, so Jay Witt has been healthy and I think definitely he, he is our number one guy, but to see Josh Moore just not even get involved. I don't know if it's just cause he's so small. Is he not able to get out press coverage or what? Um, but he actually, he, he has to get better as well, but he is our third option here in the team. And, we got to see some more improvement from Josh Moore, uh, but not much to say about Josh Moore. And you know what? The guy who might be taking some snaps from him is somebody who showed something at the end of this game here with Casey Thompson. And that is Moochie Dixon, man. Kevontae Dixon, Moochie. Everybody knows him as Moochie. You know, I like him. Uh, six foot hundred and, you know, was a 179 pound guy, man. Uh, Moochie had a good game, man. He had a good game. Uh, this is times when you, when you uh, take advantage of what is in front of you. You go out there and get it, and you make it happen. Two targets, two receptions, um, tw- you know, what's 26 yards, two first downs, two successful plays, one explosive play, um, no drops. Um, so I like Moochie. I like Moochie a lot. He actually set up, you know, catching that ball there at the one-yard line, set up that that um, that scoring drive where Casey ran it in for a touchdown. But Moochie's tough, man. And I think him and Casey kind of have something going on with each other because even during the bowl game, Casey found him deep. Uh, today, Casey found him twice. Um, so it's, it's almost like, you know, like Moochie might be his security blanket. So uh, good game for him. Maybe we'll see some more of Moochie here in the next game against Rice. We shall see. Um, but that's it when it comes to the wide receivers. That's it when it comes to the running backs, the tight ends, guys. Nothing really to see from the tight ends. Um, over this season, uh, Texas only had three targets to tight ends this season, um, which I thought the tight end was going to be, you know, like utilized a little bit more in this passing game. Um, but three targets so far this season. We're two games through. We got 10 games left. K. Brewer has two targets. Juan Davis has one. Um, so we've got to get better at, at spreading the ball around. But I kind of understand why not. Our offensive line has not been that good. So they got to keep our tight ends in and actually block. Um, you know, and and instead of having some kind of release to go catch a ball, uh, they are continuously in uh, helping out these tackles, chip off the ends, the whole nine, even with a three-man front, which is very alarming uh, when your tight end has to help your tackles with a three-man front. 
another conversation. So that's it when, when it comes to the NCN numbers, guys. But let's talk about some of the other things that we saw here in this game. Let's talk about the offensive line, of course. Offensive line has to get better. Um, let's talk about Hudson Card. Hudson Card, man. Hudson Card has happy feet. And I've been saying this since the spring game. And you guys can check. You can go back on my other podcast and see Hudson Card is a little antsy in that pocket. When it's not a clean pocket, he gets happy feet. And Hudson Card getting happy feet is not good. You want your quarterback to be poised. You want your quarterback to be calm. You want your quarterback to be able to diagnose a play and make the best decision. You want your quarterback to be decisive. You don't want them indecisive. And I thought Hudson Card was very indecisive. I tweeted all through the game yesterday. Hudson could have ran the ball a couple times, on, well, more than a couple times, on first and second and third down. Um, hey, I understand that you scramble to look down the field to make a play, but also you take what is given to you. And Sam Pittman and Barry Odom were allowing Hudson the opportunity to run. He just wouldn't take it. So they would drop people back, and there you have it. Hudson didn't have an opportunity to complete balls, and he didn't want to run. And so we were kind of you know, playing with a – with a quarterback with one hand tied behind his back because he didn't, he was very indecisive when it came to running the ball. And this offense, with this offensive line not being the best offensive line that we have had here in recent years, you need a quarterback who's very decisive and very calculated when it's time to run. And that's why you saw when Casey Thompson got in the game, if the play wasn't there, if read one, read two wasn't there, you didn't even see Casey go to his third read sometimes. He was like, bam, bam, okay, time to go. And he went and he ran for two touchdowns. Um, so, you know, I liked Casey coming out of the spring. I liked Casey coming out of that Alabama. I'm not the Alabama. Huh, we don't talk about Alabama because we played them next year. I like Casey coming out of that Colorado bowl game. Um, I thought he was going to be started this year just for the simple fact he has waited his time. He's a seasoned veteran. He played very well. He made the best out of the situation when it comes when it comes to playing uh, the actual quarterback position. He did a very good job in that bowl game and i honestly think that casey did very good in the time that was given to him in this fourth quarter what i want to see casey now do is he needs to play in me in media minutes that matter minutes that matter that's a tongue twister guys sorry about that minutes that matter meaning that he needs to play when the game is not either won or lost it needs to be on casey casey came in in the bowl game when the when the game was not it, it that was not a decided game at all. We I think we had to leave. It was very slight, and our offense was playing like crap. Casey comes in, spark plug, puts a lot of points on the board. What Casey does have to do is shore up the ball to assure that he doesn't throw in any interceptions, which is some things that we saw even in the spring game. He led the team down to to a touchdown drive right right before going for a touchdown. Throws the ball, pick six uh, by a Shark, right? You know by Jameson. But Casey, uh, if he can just protect the ball a little bit more. And all the reports have been coming out that he was throwing some picks here in practice. But if he can protect the ball a little bit more, guys, I think we might have something with Casey because he is not indecisive when it comes to running the ball. Like I say, if his first two you know, folks aren't there, if his first two reads aren't there, he's going to tuck that ball in the run. And that's what we need. We need yardage. I would rather have my quarterback scramble and get four yards on a first or second down and it's, and it's, and it's second and six rather than my quarterback just throw an in, incompletion in or or actually throw the ball away when he had yards there to go or even check down, which you know people said Casey was a check down king here in camp. 
Well, check down is what we needed here yesterday. We needed to check down. We needed to check down to Bijan. I saw a couple times when Bijan had like one person on him, and, they, and the guy was five, six yards off him, a quick pass to him. I think Bijan makes a linebacker miss. I want to say seven out of ten times he's going to make a linebacker miss, and it could be higher than that. And we just didn't – we didn't exploit those matchups. Now, it is what it is, um, but Sark did say this was the toughest decision that he made as a head coach was deciding whether to put in B, to, well, Casey Thompson or Hudson Card. So – Say that was the hardest decision. He went with Hudson Card. Well, if the decision was that hard, that means that these guys were matched in talent, equal in talent, very close. And he went with the younger guy who had the better arm talent. Now, I'm not saying Hudson's not going to be a good player. Hudson has all the skills, all the measurables, all the arm talent. But it might not just be ready for him right now. You got to understand this is his second year in college. He's a redshirt freshman, right? So this is his second year in college. And let's be honest, he played wide receiver pretty much his whole career in high school, one year of, of high school ball as a quarterback. And here we are. We got a quarterback who, when the bright lights hit and everything's on you, it didn't look too good for him. When the bright lights were on Casey here this, this past year at the Alamo Bowl, Casey shined. So maybe Casey's one of those guys who doesn't practice well, like James Brown. Um, I'm not saying he's Vince because Vince didn't practice well either, but when it came time to ball, Vince balled. When it came time to ball for James Brown, James Brown balled. And maybe, maybe Casey Thompson is one of those guys who might not practice the best, but when it comes down to playing the, playing the game and doing what he has to do in the game, he balls out. So that's my takes, man. I think Casey has to start this Rice game. Get He has to get minutes that matter, meaning that the game is on him. Minutes that matter. I think Casey's use of his feet, uh, will open up the run game for Bijan as well because you got to account for your running back running the ball. I think Casey running his feet will draw in some of those defensive backs a little bit more in some of those linebackers and as you know you know in as well more open shots for folks down the field. Um, I just think Casey's more poised. I think he looks more comfortable in the pocket. So if if I'm coach for a day, which I'm not, but I'm gonna you know like QB like armchair QB this thing here on a Sunday. Casey Thompson has to start against Rice. Um, because Hudson has to, he has to calm down and, and he, his, his indecisiveness, uh, cost Texas some points. And when you cost points early in the game on the road in hostile territory in the SEC, um, it's going to cost you wins. Uh, so, uh, yeah, those are my kind of hot takes here when it comes to what we saw yesterday. Um, very alarmed that our offensive line didn't, didn't do halfway decent. Uh, I was expecting them probably not to be the best, but I was expecting them to at least hold their own uh, for, let's say, 50, 55% of the game. That wasn't the case. Arkansas, they only rushed three folks a lot of the times, never getting pressure. Five against three, and they were still able to get pressure, get sacks, get tackles for loss, the whole nine. Um, the Texas defensive line, um, for all the, the news that has been coming out about the Texas defensive line, that it might be the best position group here on the team. Um, maybe it was the best position group in the camps because they were going against our offensive line. And I, I, I don't mean to sound bad when I say that, but maybe they looked so good in camp because they were going against our offensive line. Now, I'm going to say it's just me talking, Nino's corner, Nick Battle, Nino's corner talking here. I think our defense line is good. I think we got the players up there. I think Coach PK is going to get them in the right position. Uh, everybody's new to each other, which is something that you don't like to see all the time, but we need some continuity. I like Sweat. He has an NFL body. 
I like Coburn, a, a, another plug there in the middle. I like uh, Alfred Collins, which we haven't seen play here in the last two games. I like Broughton. Um, I do. I like, uh, you know, a Gofu. I like, uh, you know, Jones. I do. I, I, I think we have pieces up there, um, but it's just a matter of us um, able to get those pieces to work together and do great things for this team. One thing that that was alarming, um, Arkansas was up 16 to nothing at halftime. That game could have been really 28 to nothing. It it could have easily been twenty to nothing. I was very surprised. I was very uh, happy to see that the defense bend but didn't break um, in the red zone in the first half. Second half is a whole different story. Um, they they bent but they didn't break. Uh, they stopped Arkansas from not getting touchdowns. But a lot of that was because Arkansas Arkansas's quarterback is a runner. He's not really a passer, um, and he didn't light it up passing the ball. But the team did light it up running the ball, 333 yards rushing for the entire game. And I hear a lot of people say, hey, they had 333 yards rushing because the defense was tired. Uh, but our calling card is the defensive line is deep. We should be able to substitute guys in there that are fresh bodies that can be able to do their thing. And they didn't do their thing. Um, even though they allowed 333 yards, yes, a, a lot of them were in the second half, 190 of them. But guess what? 145, 145 yards. Texas allowed 145 rushing yards in the first half. So that's not a, that's not great either. We just didn't break in the red zone at that time. Better quarterback play from a different team. And that's 28 to nothing at halftime. Easy. Easy 28 to nothing at halftime. Okay? Um, so not not saying anything bad about Jefferson from, from uh, Arkansas. But passing the ball, he is limited. And now he did make some good, you know, he he did make some good passes here, you know, in the game. I think a forty-five yard pass during the fourth quarter. Um, but yeah, he is not the the best of passer. We all know that he's known for his legs, and we can stop his legs, and we can stop the other running backs either. Um, so very alarmed at the defensive line. Um, linebackers didn't play the best. I mean, our our defense, like I say, bent but didn't break in the first half. Second half, all the wheels came off, and and I think the whole team, the whole wheels came off, and it's almost like they reverted back. Uh, to what they knew best, and that was the level of training that they got over the last four years. And so you guys know I am a military guy, and we 